It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's roll hour number three on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a good one. A little bit cool out there, and it's been wet and dreary this uh, this week, and it is going to be rainy right around the game for Texas and Baylor. We do know that. Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday. We hope you're having a good one. Hour three starts with Zay's choice for a beat. Zay, what are we doing today? 3-6 Mafia, stay fly. Okay. Yeah, I'm thankful for Juicy J. Thankful for Juicy J. <laughs> DJ right. Paul, Crunchy Black, Memphis Legends. Three Six Mafia and a great beat. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Like that one. Yeah. Good beat. No swearing. We didn't get ourselves in trouble. That's good. <laughs> Had a little swearing earlier if you're listening on the uh, on the app. A little special treat for you right before Thanksgiving. All right. So we uh are we good? Do we, yeah, we're good. Are we good? All right. Um we've got lots of football to hit. Obviously, Texas and Baylor are a big part of it. Also, new CFP rankings out last night. Is TCU sitting in a good spot or are they trapped in a forest of brand names? Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline and talk to Chip Brown of Horns247. Check out that flagship podcast if you uh, have not or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out The Morning Brew. That article hits you every day as well. Also, uh, don't forget tonight, Longhorn Blitz podcast with Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7 along with Rod and Matt. Those uh, The 24-7 crew getting you all kinds of good content. Chip, happy Thanksgiving week, man. How are you? Hey, happy Thanksgiving week to you, Chad Zilla and Zay. Man, it is uh, it, it's such a change in one week's time for the Longhorns of all the therapy that was going on last week. It turned into everything you'd ever want in Lawrence, 55 points, and now they transition to this Baylor game. Um, you, were, you were obviously there at the press conference like you are every week. Uh, give me your sense for kind of where things are right now. It's always a short week, but man, I bet it's a, a nice short week for them considering that double nickel. Yeah, I mean, you uh, you look at, uh, it was freezing cold in Lawrence, Kansas, but it was like a warm day at the spa for Longhorns fans watching Bijan Robinson go off. I mean, 19 carries for 172 yards in the first half and, you know, finishes with over 200 yards rushing. He's now got six rushing touchdowns of 30-plus yards most in fbs and he also leads in forced missed tackles with 90 Mm. so it just shows you that blend of of speed and power his ability to go through you go around you he had you know if if he had been in the heisman 
uh, conversation. Um, you know, if, if they could rewrite that TCU game and, and run the ball on TCU the way Baylor did last week, 46 carries for 232 yards. Uh, and I told that to B. John Robinson, and, and he was like, really? <laughs> and he was mad. Like, he, it just, you know, it just, uh, it's a bit confounding at times. But, um, you know, that, uh, he, he provided a bunch of Heisman-worthy highlights in that Kansas game. And, um, you know, he trucked three guys on one. He's he zigzagging across the field on another. And, and then he goes, and you'll appreciate this, Chad, he goes old school Walter Payton over the pile. Yep. On that one-yard touchdown dive right before halftime, and he got some air on that. That did have a little Peyton feel to it. You're right. Yeah, Walter Peyton, Priest Holmes look. Walter's my favorite. Yeah. Walter's my favorite of all time at that, man. Peyton was so good at the one-yard yeah, dive. See, this was nice. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. good. good call. Yeah. I like the Priest Holmes reference, too, from the Sun Bowl. Yeah. Oh, Priest could do it. If there ever was an athlete playing running back, my God. Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes. Uh, you 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 could fill the people in on some of this chip. Priest Holmes was embarrassing guys in locker rooms with him. Like these guys were, you know, high level college athletes. But Priest was even making them look dumb when it came to just being a freakish athlete. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll never forget Ricky Williams, like as a freshman, saying Priest Holmes is going to be a really good pro. And at the time, Priest was banged up a lot. I mean, he, he, you know, a lot of his time at Texas, he was, he was injured, but boy, was Ricky Williams right on that. I mean, Priest Holmes goes on to become the all-time leading rusher for the Kansas City Chiefs, only to be surpassed by Jamal Charles, who is about to be surpassed by Bijan Robinson on UT's all-time rushing list. If Robinson can run for 98 yards against Baylor, hmm. he will move into uh, number four on the all-time rushing list behind only Ricky, Cedric Benson, and Earl Campbell. Wow. Hell of a list. Yeah, hell of a list. You know, Chip, you mentioned when you uh, told B. John Robinson about how Baylor was able to move the ball on the ground against TCU and how he was mad. I bet you Longhorn fans, they feel that type of pain because there were multiple games this year where the ball was just put into Quinn Ewer's hands way too much and B. John Robinson wasn't utilized enough. And with the Horns sitting at 7-4, and four, maybe getting to 8-4 and four with this win against Baylor, where, where do you look at with this? This team like is a successful season if they get to eight and four, or with those missed opportunities and those four losses that they had, which came from one possession scores or you know one score games. Is it just like they could have done more, they should have done more situation? I'm I'm with you, Zay on on that. I, they'll be able to claim progress, and I said before the year a successful season would be eight wins in Arch Manning. And if they, you know, if they can get there, it probably will uh, show momentum, progress. But I'm with you. I mean, when you have a running back like Bijan Robinson, he should be your closer. He should be your the bulk of your second half offense. That's how uh, John McEvick used Ricky Williams. How Mac Brown used Ricky Williams. How Mac Brown used Cedric Benson. Um, even Jamal Charles and and. You know, that's the frustrating part is that Bijan didn't get the football enough in the second half against Texas Tech. He did not get 
the football enough in the second half against Oklahoma State, and I think those games could have turned out differently if if Steve Sarkeesian, um, you know, could have used his creativity, uh, the same creativity that allowed Bijan Robinson to have a forty-yard touchdown run against Texas Tech in the third quarter, and then and then Bijan all but disappears in the fourth quarter, and that. You know, that's tough. And, and in that Oklahoma State game, we've talked about it. They were averaging um, six and a half a carry and seven yards a carry on two fourth quarter drives, two different fourth quarter drives. And they went away from the run, threw it on second down, threw it on third down, incomplete, incomplete. One was a punt, the other was a missed field goal. And that, you absolutely look back at that and say, oh, man should have just kept pounding the rock. Cause look at the Kansas game. They open their, you know, they win the toss and take the ball and Bijan runs for seven and then they get the first down and then he runs for seven. Again, they throw it twice incomplete and punt. And you're going, what is going on here? <laughs> right. And then the next drive, they run it nine straight times and it was Bijan running it. You know, Jordan Whittington ran it. Um, Keelan ran it, you know, they just ran it. And, and that was the formula for success. And in a 55, 14 game, and that's one thing I'll say about TCU this year, Garrett Riley, he's stayed patient with the run, you know, with Kendra Miller throughout the year, even in that Oklahoma state game, when they were down and even Sonny Dyke said later, you know, Hey, do we need to step it up here? We can have enough possessions and, you know, when you have backs like Bijan Robinson and Kendra Miller, we know they can break it at any time. So it's not like four yards in a cloud of dust. These guys are capable of breaking it, you know, 40, 50, 60 yards and, and have. And so, you know, that's, that's the tough part of it. Yeah, Chip, it's such a big opportunity for them to get this win. Yes, they may not end up at the Big 12 title game, but to get that eight, which could turn into nine with a bowl, I mean, that would obviously show that progress. Even with what they dealt with, it would certainly show some progress. Right now, I'm leaning towards Baylor in a bar fight because I trust Aranda more than I trust Sark, and I've not liked this matchup for Texas for a while now. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why you think Texas is winning this game. Are you picking Texas to win it? Yeah, I'm picking Texas to win it. I think it's going to be. I think I predicted uh, 21-17 on the uh, on the website at Horns 24-7. Here's why, Chad. I think the Texas defense is playing at such a high level. I trust them now to show up after what they did to TCU and to Kansas, the two highest scoring offenses in the Big 12, to just you know neuter them. Uh, the way that they did, and Blake Shapin has turned the ball over. I mean, he's got nine interceptions, three lost fumbles. He had a horrible interception last week against TCU. They're, you know, they got first and ten at the TCU eleven um, with less than a minute left in the first half, and you know, don't just don't turn it over, right? Kick the field goal, get out of there with a seventeen fourteen lead. Instead, he throws it into the end zone, it gets intercepted. They get no points for a 12-play, 76-yard drive in a, in a game that, you know, ultimately did hinge. Um, you know, it was one point. And so, you know, Shapin is, 
has had some costly turnovers in games. You know, he had two interceptions and a loss to Oak State, two interceptions and a loss to K-State. Uh, the better defenses have gotten to him. And so I think that uh, I'll take Texas winning the turnover battle and Bijan Robinson, uh, you know, start sticking with Bijan Robinson and, and Texas, you know, wins a, a tough one. Gotcha. Yeah, Chip, this might be the last time Horn fans get to see Bijan. Well, it should be the last time Horn fans get to see Bijan Robinson at DKR. We know Demarion Overshone and Roshan Johnson are both playing in the Senior Bowl, so this is their last game at DKR. But are there any seniors or guys that might not have NFL aspirations just yet or might, you know, not say hey, I'm gone, going on to have a career after college that might want to come back for another year in Steve Sarkeesian's third season? I think the, the big mystery is on the defensive line. You know, you got guys like Morrow, Jomo, Keandre, Coburn, Tavondre, Sweat, who, who could come back for their COVID season, um, or do they think they're ready? And, and that's, that's something. I mean, this defensive line – for his sort of underperforming as, as that group was or, or whatever you want to say, disappointing. That whole defense last year was disappointing. They've been that good this year. And, you know, Keandre Coburn said it a number of times, how they've clicked with Bo Davis. And, and I thought what Keandre Coburn said Monday was really interesting. He said, look, I, uh, I'm going to sit down with Bo Davis and he's coached in the NFL. And if he tells me I need to come back, he said, I'm, I'm probably going to be bummed, but I might need to listen to him because, you know, he knows what it takes to get it done in the NFL. And, and he told me how much I had to work on my pass rush, uh, in this past off season, it worked. Keandre Coburn is collapsing pockets, you know, one game after another, same with Tavondre sweat, Texas leads the nation in quarterback pressures a year after, you know, it seemed like, where's the pass rush? And so, um, you know, tons of credit to those guys. But those are the guys that I think everyone's waiting to see what they decide um, because, you know, pretty much all of them have said, you know, we'll figure it out at the end of the year. And even if they walk with the seniors uh, on Friday that maybe, you know, they'll think about coming back. So we'll see. But that's, you know, that's a, that's to me the most interesting group of guys who have that COVID decision to make about whether to come back. It'd be pretty wild if all those guys on the defensive front you just mentioned uh, would all decide to come back. We will see. Talking with Chip Brown, Horns247.com. Again, check out all the great stuff there, the podcast, including the flagship podcast, which Chip is a part of. All right, Chip, a quick CFP question before we let you go. Uh, I am a bit of an alarmist, I guess, if I was a TCU fan. I see all these brands around them. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan on one side, LSU and USC on the other. Notre Dame is helping out as an ingredient. I think if TCU goes undefeated, there's still a chance they could get left out. Am I nuts? I mean, that would, man, that would be so, um, I, for as good as the Big 12 has been and the fact that they, you know, had a chance to get all 10 bowl eligibles going in, you know, into the last uh, couple weeks of the season, I, I, I would have to think you're nuts, but 
stranger things have happened. I always go back to 2014 when right. Bale, or TCU was number three, and the committee was so determined not to, um, you know, reward Baylor for their crappy non-conference scheduling that they, you know, they ended up dropping TCU below Baylor after TCU won 55 to three that week and and put Ohio State in there uh, because they didn't think they could explain you know, TCU being in there uh, after, you know, losing to Baylor uh, in a high-scoring shootout. It just, you know, they, you're right. They don't have the brand that, that some of those other schools do, and so we'll see if this committee has, has fortitude or not. Yeah. The other weird little fact about this is think about how many of these teams at the top are just rooting like hell for Georgia. Like, there's so many Georgia Bulldog fans right now. Michigan, Ohio State, and USC fans, and TCU fans. They all need Georgia to win. That would really help them out. If they could just have Georgia win and clear the deck. Because that LSU thing, Chip, do you think with with, with two losses, they'd have to put them in if they beat Georgia? Man, LSU is peaking at the right time. I mean, it's... uh... You know, it, it's going to come down to if this committee just values, um, you know, how much they value Georgia as the defending national champ and, yep. and with the season that they've had. So um, it'll be fascinating. I mean, there is some drama heading, oh, yeah. into this, uh, heading into this final week. There always is, man. When they get that pageant put together and throw a committee up in uh, in Arlington, it always brings the drama. Uh, one more from Zay before we let you go, Chip. Yo, Chip, how confident are you that Kansas could get it done against Kansas State and give the Horns a chance to get to the Big 12 championship? Zay, unless something happens to Will Howard, I give Kansas very little chance. Wow. But K-State, K-State's had their quarterbacks have you know, I'm not wishing anything on anyone, but Will Howard stepped in for Adrian Martinez and was boat racing TCU in Fort Worth up 28 to 10. Then Howard gets hurt in the third quarter. They bring in uh, Rubley, the the third string quarterback. His first pass is an interception, and everything goes to hell. So, um, you know, Will Howard's just playing at such a high level. I I I told y'all that I thought if if Texas got Adrian Martinez, Texas would win. And if they got Will Howard, I wasn't so sure. So I, I think uh, if Will Howard's upright and playing in that game, I think uh, I think K-State handles business. Yeah, remember Longhorn fans, you got to wait all the way till Saturday night. They don't kick till 7 uh, out there in Manhattan. So it's not going to be till 10, 10, 30 maybe before you absolutely find out if your Longhorns can get the win against Baylor, if they're indeed going back to Jerry World. That is Chip Brown, Horns247.com, the flagship podcast, the morning brew, and, of course, if you're on Twitter, at ChipBrown247. We don't know if he had to pay for a blue check. We don't even know if he has a blue check. We don't ask these questions. (laughs) Chip, hope you have a great Thanksgiving, brother. All the best to you and your family, and uh, stay safe out there. Hey, I never bothered with the blue checks. So I'm not going to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, right. I, dude, we have to worry about it. That way you don't even have to worry about the details, right? That's right. <laughs> Stay safe, hey, happy man. Thanks, Chip. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Chip Brown, good stuff there. Some interesting thoughts on the uh, rankings at the end. Interesting, Chip and I have the exact same score, 21-17. 
I hope he's right and it's Texas, but that's the kind of game I see Baylor winning. You think it's going to be that low scoring? 21-17, the rain, the sloppiness. I think it's going to come down to a couple possessions. I think there are going to be some turnovers. I think, you know, slick ball, rain kind of stuff. But I just, man, I want to be wrong. Sark, please prove me wrong. I trust Aranda. I do. I trust Aranda to outcoach him. And make a couple moves that'll matter. If they didn't have the dramatic-ass game that they had against TCU, I'd probably lean Baylor too, but I think that's going to take a lot out of them mentally and physically. I hope you're right. They have those guys on the ropes, eight seconds left. They come out there and just boot a field goal in the last minute at your home stadium after you just got your ass whooped the week prior to Kansas State. I don't know how much this Aranda team has left. You've put put out that argument this week, and I love that from the Texas perspective. And I'm hoping we come back in here, and I'll tell you you were absolutely right. Because that makes a lot of sense. Texas getting to that easier ride through the game in Kansas and all that it took for Baylor to be right where they were, and then they lose it, and now you go short week. All that stuff, that could end up being big for Texas. Uh, I certainly hope you're right. It may be raining at the at, at kick. Heck, it may rain all the way through the game. We'll see how that affects things over at DKR. Coming up, it's Why Today Matters, November 23rd, of course, today. We'll look ahead to who's got a Thanksgiving birthday as well. Did I find a good Thanksgiving birthday? I found one. found one good sports Thanksgiving birthday for tomorrow. We'll hit you with that. Also, some news and notes, including now charges. For Michigan State players that beat up the dude in the tunnel, yeah, multiple. I forgot about that. Multiple players are getting charged. We'll tell you about that, too, on the horn. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. All right, rolling through a Wednesday. You're never going to get it. Oh, I always miss the name of this band. I can see it. It's the group. Start naming your black bands no, from the a, 90s. Yeah, black women's it's, bands. A, it's a group of women. They Salt are, and Pepper, TLC. Right. <laughs> Start I know, keep no, naming them. I knew it wasn't going uh, to be those two. This is one that I've, been, I've actually been confronted with this song. And I don't think I was able to come up with the with the name. Hang on, it's um, not escape. It starts with it's an, not SWV. It starts with an. Does it start with an E? Yes. It's not total. Uh, <laughs> I've literally named all the black women groups in the '90s. Oh my god! I oh, when it started up, I'm like, oh yeah, that's E. And I couldn't it's come. It's not up. Destiny's Child. It's not Destiny's Child. Um. Oh my god. I had an excuse last time, and I don't think I have one this time. Invoke. 
Good Lord. Yeah. That's yep. a tough one. No, it's not. Yeah. It's no, not. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> I appreciate you trying. It's not tough. I can never come up with that name. I can see him. There's, uh, okay. Person for person, face for face, talent for talent. Was there a better group of that type than in vogue? Was there one that was more consistently hot across the group and talented oh. and everything was put together more than them? Because I just remember ah! all there, were, there was three in Invogue. Like yeah, there was four of them. There was a four. Uh, they were grown ass women, and they were all so beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if anybody could touch them for that level. Let's be that good looking. Let's put out music that's that good. I would say TLC. TLC. TLC was good looking too. Yes, no, no doubt about that. In Vogue. My God, that was twice. So back in the because not a lot of white folks know about In Vogue. Everybody know about TLC. So, remember when we told you about when I played black and white trivia, when I was doing, Jeff and I had a show, Catch and I had the show, Yeah, yeah, yeah AT yeah. and I were doing black and white trivia. The day she played that song, and all I had to do was name the artist, the day that happened, I had had like, I think it was Pink Eye or something from my, from my kid, when my kid was a little baby, uh, and the, anyway, long story, right. right? I had drops that I was taking for the Pink Eye. I had just put drops in for some reason. I timed it bad, and it would just sting for a while, so I couldn't open my eyes, and it was stinging, and I was listening to it, and it was, and all the pressure was on, and I just couldn't come up with it. And I always use that as the excuse. I don't have an excuse now. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to lie. Other than never going to get it, I don't know much of Invoke's catalog. Yeah, such a catchy tune, though. Oh, At yeah. the end when they do the whole, never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it. Oh, man. That's just so good. It's a great song. Invoke, Black Sabbath. There's a back-to-back for you. Aerosmith, Paul Davis have all been a part of the show today. Uh, lots of football that we are getting into. We had folks today. Everybody seems to be leaning Texas. Justin Wells says Texas. Justin Wells thinks the Cowboys and the Longhorns are going to win. Isaiah is leaning Texas. You got a score? Have you thrown a score out yet? Uh, let's go 38-27. to 27. Ooh, okay. You think it's going to get up there in that high-scoring area. All right, so that would be Longhorns cover as well. Yeah. Because they're looking at about 9, 9.5, I think was that number I saw. Or maybe 8.5 was the last number I saw. Uh, Chip Brown thinking Texas 21-17. I have the same score, but Baylor. So if you're a Longhorn fan and you think I'm a jinx when I pick Texas, maybe this will help you out. Trust me, I'm rooting for Texas. Can't stand Baylor. Always, um, always rooted for Texas in this game. Even when I was a young Aggie and didn't tell anybody about it, I never rooted for Baylor in this game. <laughs> ever. Cannot root. Rarely do I ever root for Baylor in football. Uh, so, uh, that is uh, what we've been discussing today. Cowboys, Giants. Uh, Zay and I both picked the Cowboys in our Supreme Picks. We got the Cowboys beating the Giants. Let's see if they can do it. If they get that win and go 8-3 and three again, your next three games are Colts and Texans at home and the Jags on the road. Zay, they've got a chance to be 11-3 and three going to play the, that Eagles game. That's, yeah. And that's back home. Eagles at home, they have a chance to be 11-3, and three, but will they be that good? Will they go on a four, one, two, three, that'd be a five-game win streak, right? Because they just got one. That'd be a five-game win streak if they get to, the, get to that number. Yeah, they don't got time to mess around. I mean, the playoff race is getting real in the NFC. You know, I... Well, you got the 49ers looking like how they looked. I know the Cowboys handled their business with the uh, Vikings last week, but the Vikings are still a team that's going to be tough, and they're most likely going to win that NFC North. 
Eagles are still looking good. The NFC East, I still think they're going to – something's going to catch up with them. All the injuries that they had and whatnot. Well, they're just Sirianni, so physical, too. Yeah, yeah. they're physical. Sirianni yeah. going in the crowd. Uh, let's get our priorities right, you Eagles. Might be right. Let's get our priorities right. Cowboys handle your business on Thursday against the Giants. I don't think the Giants are even going to make the playoffs because Taylor Heineke and them boys are right there. Oh, the Heineke fan club is ready to roll. <laughs> ready to roll. That's a big game at Washington for the Cowboys to end the season. All right, uh, let's get into why today matters. We'll get you a big sports birthday and a couple girls you might want to party with. Here we go. Why today matters brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get Sinus and Snoring Relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, before we get to who Zay would rather party with on the birthday list, uh, here's why today matters for you. If you're a Rockets fan... Your man Rudy T has a birthday tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Happy birthday, Rudy T. Ever underestimate the heart of a champion. No doubt. As he takes a sip of the cognac right after. I wouldn't mess with Rudy Tomjanovich. I wouldn't do it. Unless I'm, what was the guy's name that threw the punch? Kermit Washington? I'm Kermit Washington, I, I guess. That is still one of the most just brutal moments in sports I've ever seen. Because you just didn't expect that in a basketball game before, during, since. It was just so violent. Uh, Rudy, man, that was quite a punch to take. Um, but obviously Rudy known for those two championships. He is 70. He will be, he will be 74 years old tomorrow. So happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, had a tough go on the later years of his coaching career, yeah. drinking a little bit and whatnot, but made the Hall of Fame. And those 94, 95 Rockets teams will always be legendary. All right, Zay, one of them is 35 today. One of them is 30. You can party with only one of them tonight. Snooky. Or Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. I think I'd go that way, too. Yeah, Miley Cyrus. There's something about her back in the day, Hannah Montana. She looked good on that. She's 30 today. She's 30. How about that? Doesn't mind going nude. You know, I love Miley. Doesn't mind Doesn't going mind nude. Doesn't mind it at no, all. No, she does not. No. At all. Does not. Got at. a little thicker, too, for the right reasons, for the, you know, on the right side. Because at one point, I was a little, little scared of Miley and Thought she was partying a little bit too hard. Because she was too thin. Yeah, because she was too thin. Yeah, yeah. Now she's got a little thicker now in the 30s. I think she's embraced that. Love some Miley Cyrus. She's, yeah, she seems a little more comfortable being Miley Cyrus now. For sure. That's one of the things that's going to be important there. Happy birthday Never to both of those two. Never been a snooky person. No, me either. A little, little too far. A little too extreme for me. But uh, I did read today by the end of that show, she was making hundred and fifty grand an episode. Yeah, she makes some coin. Wow. They had spinoffs and stuff. I think they brought back Jersey Shore. Yeah, they did. They've done movies. Yeah, they're old as hell now. That's that's weird. They've done all kinds of stuff. All right, happy birthday to those folks. Also, your update on that Michigan State story, seven football players have been charged with crimes stemming from that assault of the Michigan player. Sevens, eh? Yeah, you can't jump home, boy. Wow. One guy gets charged with felonious assault. After the video shows, um, is it's Kerry Crump striking the Michigan player with his helmet. Defensive end Jacoby Winman, shown in the video, has been charged with one count of assault and battery. And then five other guys have been charged with aggravated assault. So yeah. actual charges have been filed now. Yeah, you get your ass whooped in the big house and then you whoop. Oh boy, when he comes in the locker room before y'all, and it was just a weird situation, a weak situation. But who knows what he was saying prior yeah. to the game? I'm not saying that 
you know, they should have whooped his ass, but it's a rivalry game. It's a long game. I'm sure there was chirping in between yeah. it, and then he goes back there early, and, yeah, you got to leave the guy alone, and now these cats are paying for it. Yeah, just because he might have been asking for it didn't mean you had to give it to him. No! It did not. You needed to be. You needed to stay, stay in control there because you're all in full uniform and helmets. And he's not. Yeah, going that, Aaron Donald. Arable. Aaron Donald swinging the helmet around. Exactly. That's a weapon. That's exactly. A flat out weapon. Dude, I think it's one of the worst things ever. I still can't believe that one of my Aggie brothers did that on an NFL field and still got to play. The Miles oh, yeah, Garrett Miles, thing. Yeah. That night I thought, oh my God, is Miles ever going to play again? I mean, it was really that bad to me because that is, that is so far across the line. When you grab that helmet in your hand and you swing it at someone and Miles connected. Yeah. He did exactly what he was trying to do. To a, hel- a non-helmeted player at the time, I thought that might have been it for him. But in this case, you're right. That looks terrible. In a tunnel, and you're swinging a helmet at a guy that is not wearing one. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, seven guys have been punished on the Michigan State side there. Coming up, we'll get you stems and seeds. couple other notes before we get out of here, including maybe a couple more picks. Set you up for the games coming up. we got a lot going on on the station and, other, and our sister stations these next few days. Stay with us. It's the Horn. All right, rounding it out on this Wednesday, about to head off into the Thanksgiving holiday, although, you know, we're working and doing stuff, Texas and Baylor and all kinds of stuff going on. All right, Zay, should I know it? No, not at all. No chance? Zero. Is this brand new? Not brand new, but way too new for you. Way too new for me. Yeah. Gonna. <laughs> no. Gunna's locked up right now, but yeah, oh, okay. nice try. Who is it? Schoolboy Q featuring Kendrick Lamar, Collard Greens. Ooh. School- I thought it was appropriate. Did you say Schoolboy Q? Yes. Schoolboy Q. <laughs> Schoolboy Q. So if I'd said Kendrick Lamar, that would have been impressive? Yeah, very. Kendrick's a talented man. Every Kendrick, Everything I've heard from Kendrick, I have enjoyed. Uh, all right, so Schoolboy Q with Kendrick to round it out today. We had a good 3-6 Mafia beat earlier in the hour. I still can't identify in vogue when I hear him. I don't know why. Black Sabbath, Aerosmith, Paul Davis, all on the show today. That in vogue thing is going to piss me off for the entire weekend. Man, <laughs> I'm going to have to go listen to that whole album. I'm going to have to do what you've never done, listen to two songs by in vogue. You said you never can't, I can't think of another think one. Of another in vogue song. <laughs> I know it'll come to me eventually. I'll be at home. It'll be like two a.m. and I'll wake up like the Undertaker. I'm like, I got it. <laughs> like, ah, love you that like you is. want it. That's the one <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know either. I have no clue. I can't even name the band. Apparently. All right. So I am. I am. This is the year I turned into an old man. And one of the things is I can't remember certain names. It's driving me crazy. I am. You're. That's why you're going to be here to help me. I got you. I need you here to help me remember this kind of stuff. I can tell when you realize, oh, this fool is never getting there. So you just said, oh, yeah, and Vogue, yeah, let's yeah. move on. Please, let's let's go. Like right now when we'll move into Stems and Seeds and get you caught up on the day. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. 
Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Lots of notes around football. Uh, Zach Wilson out as the Jets quarterback this week, but Mike White is the guy that's in, and Joe Flacco is the backup. I'm still confused on this one, Zay. Jets are not exact. I mean, the way the NFL is now, it's not like they're completely out of things. They're six and four, and they're going with Mike White. Yeah, I'd rather go with a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but that's just me. Maybe I'm old fashioned. I don't know, especially a guy that's helped me win a couple of games this season earlier. Yeah. And they got a plethora of problems. If you're benching your second year guy that you're so highly on the year before, you drafted them first round, top five, and now he's benched. They got some issues on New York Jets side. Uh, Three winning matchups in the NFL this week. Cowboys-Giants, obviously, is that. The New England-Minnesota game on uh, Thursday night is one of those tomorrow night. And then Cincinnati-Tennessee on Sunday. Remember, Cowboys, 325 kick, 230 pregame tomorrow right here on the Horn. You see the Cowboys helmets that they're wearing uh, tomorrow? Oh, we going white throwbacks? I don't know the jerseys, but the helmets... I don't think I've seen the helmets look like this before. Really? Yeah. So not necessarily, the, are they the white ones? Or yeah, is it they're a, the white ones. The white with the blue star? Yes. Yes. But it's a, I don't know. It's a different color blue. Look it up. A little different? Look it up. Okay. All right. We'll have to check that out. Uh, yeah, because the Cowboys have uh, have been, you know, a little hamstrung and handcuffed these last couple years because of like eight years they wouldn't let them do it. Thanksgiving Day. Oh, there it is. Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the old school. They're going with the more modern stripe. I don't know that they did the three stripe, that thicker stripe in the old days when they wore that, but that's throwing back to like Don Meredith days. Right. Yeah, I like it. I like it. They've looked good in those helmets before. They've played well in those helmets before as well. So Cowboys going with the white hats. That is very cool. Uh, And then on the college side, Longhorns and Baylor. So, Zay, you think the Longhorns get the win? Do you think then K-State? is going to shut the door. Unfortunately, yes, man. I, I love the Lance Lipo contract extension, the 2029. I, I love that. So now we don't hear any Nebraska, Wisconsin, Badger talk anymore. So this team can focus, and they know that this coach is going to ride with them. The underclassmen know that he's going to be here for the long haul. So guys who aren't entering the transfer portal, you know, they got something to play for there. He talked about this week they had one of their best practices. This is also a rival game. I don't know what it's called in uh, the Kansas area, but it's still a rival game. And mm-hmm. this is one of the few years that Kansas football is even close to the talent level and the playing level as Kansas State football. Usually it's just a blowout. So I'm about 50-50 really? on the Jayhawks having a chance of winning the game. Okay. If I had to bet, I would take Kansas State, but I'm about 50-50. The contract extension, that's huge for me. Yeah, that one is maybe, at least that would take away distractions. That may be something. I'm trying to find anything. How about anything the, to build motivation? The Governor's Cup is the trophy that's awarded to the team, the Sunflower Showdown. That's what they call it. All right. Yeah, there you go. I might have gone with something else. Just saying. Yeah. Doesn't sound that, as tough as it needs to. All right, coming up, it is Ball Don't Lie. Rod Baber starting his uh, Thanksgiving. Is that Bucky Godbolt I see? I think it is. Bucky Godbolt, special guest with 
Mike Hards. That'll be a good show coming up. Longhorn Weekly at 7. 8 o'clock at Soccer Matters with Glenn talking World Cup. Longhorn Blitz Podcast at 9. Sports Guys talking wrestling at 10. Zay, have a great Thanksgiving. You too, Chad. We will talk to you on Friday. Zay will talk to you on Friday. He and our man Ty Henderson will have the post game for you of Texas and Baylor. Let's hope they're talking about a win. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe. We'll be back on Monday. See ya!